Hello, we're the Sticky Bun Boys. I'm Michael. And I'm Nut. Welcome back to the podcast and to Dessert Week for our bakers. Yes, the week we finally find out if the poof really is in the pudding. I think this season is actually quite low on poofs at the moment. That is true. Such a pity. I think they might have left in week two. Anyway, shall we dive into some ads before we get cracking? Cracking is apt, considering the number of pavlovas we're about to talk about. I'm a natural wit. What can I say? If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Plushcare.com slash weight loss. Michael, it's dessert week. You famously don't like biscuit week sure. as much. Dessert week's one I don't like. It's all a bit mush. Anyway, you do like bread week. So please, can I have a recap in 30 seconds? Where's my phone? Go. Uh, so bread week, they had to make a focaccia, kamenaccia, um, and they were all sort of fine-ish, apart from Maggie's, which wasn't so fine. And then they had to make, in the technical, they had to make, oh, Chibata breadsticks, famously, because they, they copied that off me. Um, and they were all fairly bendy in the middle, to be so. honest. Um, they were apparently too bready for bread week. Um, and then for the showstopper, they had to make milk breads, which were all fine-ish. Um, and then... then uh, who won? Who won? Who then, won? Oh, uh, Giuseppe won and Maggie went home. Yes. Very good. Oh, I actually got quite stressed then, actually. Not as stressful as last season's, though. The, the the most recent season we did. I found those very stressful. But I think we have this knowledge in our brains somewhere. We're just kind of going back to it, you know. Did you notice that Prue's necklace for dessert week looked like a jalebi? No jalebi? Oh, like the Indian yeah, deep-fried the, sweets, the wiggly ones. The orange ones. Yeah, yeah. It looked like one of those. Just like <laughs> in lots of different colours. Who does her necklaces? Preschoolers. <laughs> Yeah, it's a nursery. <laughs> it's just someone puts their hand into the, the boxes of toys. Right, um, honestly, every yeah. single one. They're, so, signature. No, you're, you're leading. Sorry, I shall I step mean, back. People don't realise, but we actually have, you might have noticed that each week, one of us leads the recap of the episode and one of us leads the Soggy Bottom Club. I'm recap this week, dessert week. Basically, it's a test to see if, Michael just likes to see if David can actually know what they did. Signature, 
a beautifully decorated pavlova with two hours and 45 minutes look at you you're, you're improving every week i'm so proud of you thank you very much um i thought this was a bloody good challenge like a really really good challenge again it's simple enough that there can be a signature spin on it there's only just enough time to do it there will be natural disasters as there have been constantly it's crack city this week oh that's glasgow um <laughs> but, but, but like it's really it feels like a really good challenge no i won 100% agree with you. Pavlo was brilliant. They have the jeopardy in the bake without having to force it in. Because mm. that is the right amount of time. It is tight. We yeah, like that. Exactly. Uh, but and like you say, everyone makes a Pavlova. Please never. Can you just say it now? Let's not refer to it as Pav anytime in this a episode. Cheeky pav. Oh, I like a cheeky Pav. Oh, no. No, it's a Pavlova. A Pavlova, darling. But a Pavlova. Everyone has made a Pavlova and it works really well for adding different flavors and right. spices. And, and Prue really, and... really wants a firm bottom. So we need to be careful. Firm bottom, plenty cracks. Is that what she said? In a soft middle? She didn't say about the middle. She said like, she said like a Malawi middle, which is less innuendo heavy than a firm bottom. So I just wrote mm. the firm bottom bit down. Mm. Do you think they had to make a French meringue for this? I don't know. Because I don't remember when we, whenever we had to make meringues in our year, I don't remember it ever being specified the type. No, but it's very interesting if every single person did the same one. That's our brains working. So I, I think found they out that um, through a secret source, who shall remain nameless because they were emailed and told not to talk to us. Um, for, but the last year, or this year's Bake Off, sorry, that's just gone. When they made those Ile Flottante. Do you remember those? Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah. Um, and like the like the floating islands of meringue in Creme Anglaise, they had to be French. It was specified they had to be French. Ah, okay. Um, which interesting. Because we were saying that they could have used different ones. Why were they emailed to tell not to talk to us? You know better than anyone. Anyway, we're going to move swiftly on. This year haven't been emailed to tell us, so maybe we should reach out. Not that we're aware of. We could do like a, a feature where we like um, change their voice so that no one can know who it was. Yeah, just some more work for producer Alex. Yeah, <laughs> love that. Or producer Alex can do it for us instead of us making those weird foghorn noises like I did last week. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so there were lots of interesting flavours this week. Christelle continued with her her punny titles with a Pamlova. Yeah, it's all a drama yeah. mic. I love it. Yeah, <laughs> Gavin and Stacey reference there if anyone got it. But um, she was making a kiwi lime pie, which again punny even in its flavours. But that sounds delicious to me. I really like the look of hers. I really like the sound of hers. Christelle, you're not only beautiful, you make mm. amazing bakes. Mm, indeed. Uh, Chiggs was aiming for a party on your tongue. Bet he was. Uh, passion fruit coolie, tropical fruits. It looked delicious actually. I thought it went very well actually, that one. I don't always know how to get that height. He got really good height on his. You just Mine always make bit... sure it's stiff. Yeah. You're not going to get height if it's not stiff. If it's soft, it's going to flop. True. It's all about the stiffness. He has very good triceps, I noticed, when he was beating today. Chigs? Yeah. Huh. I'm going to have to check him out. I have one to look at. Oh, also, we have a handshake. So, producer Alex, three, two, one. Oh, that was oh. better. Quite nasal. That was like a proper... That could have been an actual sound. That was quite good, though. Well done to you. Yeah, Well Chigs. done to Chigs deserved it looked brilliant it looked beautiful i have to say pretty much every single pavlova i would want to eat but his was perfection oh there's a couple i wasn't so sure about Ooh, actually which ones? Which yeah ones? so jürgen was making a passover pavlova which had chocolate covered matzo which is a kind of an unleavened bread yeah that had dates and orange and cinnamon it just it, there's a lot going on there. i blocked it on my mind actually that one and now you say it that looked quite horrible it was the matzo that did it for me i wasn't sure whether the matzo would work with the sweetness of the br it was quite like a, a no. plain yeah and also the whole point of a pavlova is you've got the sweet meringue that's crisp you've got like the mallowy creaminess and then you have a sharp fruit something acidic that cuts through whereas dates are very very sweet but apparently the judges really liked it so it didn't quite go for me lizzie a uh, natural thought process here so when you think of easter you think of baby lambs and then you think of rosemary 
So she made a rosemary pavlova for Easter. That was also blueberry and lemon curd. Also blueberry and lemon curd. And it was, um, well, it was purple and green. <laughs> it wasn't even purple. It was like a horrible purple, it wasn't was, it? It looked like a rug from the 70s. Yeah, kind of like Compost Carol. Compost, see, I told when we were watching this last series, I did think Compost Carol took all of her imagination and kind of, what, not, not imagination, what's it called? I don't know. Wackiness? Inspiration. Compost Carol took all of her inspiration from Lizzie this year. Yeah. The I crazy colours. The, the, the colours, I'm not a massive lover of colours in bakes, personally. No. But the flavours of blueberry, lemon and rosemary, wherever they came from, whether it was lambs or not, sound delicious. Yeah. I love the kind of fragrant herb of rosemary. It's fragrant, but it's also got that kind of really perfumey thing that kind of goes well with lemon in oh, particular. Oh, so good. Like this actually, bizarrely, despite the colours of it, is the one that I would want to eat the most. Like, I think it just sounded different and exciting. Like, Chicks' one sounded great, but we've all had passion fruit on a oh, meringue before. It. Yeah. It's lovely. Uh, George, actually, when I'm talking about ones that didn't work so well, George's didn't look very nice, and it had biscuits on. Biscuit cream. Weird. He was basically making Biscoff, but he wasn't allowed to say Biscoff again. Oh, the Bake Off okay. lawyers. So it's just, yeah. Um, so. His looked awful, but they did say, both of the judges said it tasted amazing. It felt a bit cruel to make him make the biscuits and then make the biscuits into the biscuit cream and then use that as the cream. Like, surely yeah. he could have brought, brought in a jar of Biscoff. Nobody makes Biscoff at home. It's really funny when they have rules like that, isn't it? Like, I remember in our year, there was one time when we were doing things like hot cross buns. Most mm. people did hot cross buns. And... Alice was told she had to make her own candied peel as part of the oh, challenge. That was, yeah, yeah, and then they, then they marked her down on it. And they I was marked like, her down on it. Told her to and do then this. Steph brought shop bought peel and she got a handshake. It's like, mm. they're not always, sometimes it's like you're emailing a specific food producer and they just make up an arbitrary rule and say, no, George, you have to make biscuits, whiz it into cream, and then put it on, even though everyone else just brings things I mean, they it can was add. fine. I don't know if I would have wanted lemon curd with Biscoff, but then again, I haven't no. tried it, so I wouldn't know. I don't actually know. It's actually probably just more lemon with like cinnamon and ginger and all those things that are in speculous biscuits. Maggie, again, taking it back to basics, <laughs> she's made a pavlova with some frozen fruits on top. Yeah, <laughs> it looked like one of the ones, like the frozen ones you get from a shop. Brilliant. let out to defrost. Brilliant. I mean, she, I did notice when she was making her meringue, she literally had a stopwatch in front yes. of her and she does 20 seconds in between spoonfuls. Do you do that? No. Although I have done that before where I hold the spoon against the mixer as it knocks it in and I count to 10. Oh, right. Okay. I tend to do it bit by bit, but then I just lose patience at the end and just throw it all in. I think you can by that point though, isn't it? It's only really important at the start that you do it very slowly. Top tip with for a meringue is you start the whizzer slowly and then speed it up. Don't just go hard fast <laughs> why is that don't know just yeah. read it on google i think it's to do with like making the proteins so you're not bashing giving them, them time don't bash them into submission just give them a bit of time and then like really go for it at the end have you used aquafaba before i i have once um i found it quite hard to get hold of i ended up having to just buy a tin of chickpeas and well, drain that's them. what you do do oh is that what you do do yeah it's just the you do it's do. just the water that, that's what you do do yeah do do <laughs> You just get the water from a chickpea can, which is fine if you oh, make. I thought you I might make bought it in cartons. No, maybe someone does that now, but no, you just do get it from a tin of chickpeas. Ah, oh, sure. I've used it once. I mean, it took a lot more beating. Yeah, and it's not as structured. It's. I mean, who thought of that? We should talk about this. Sorry, this this the vegan egg white alternative that Freya was using is aquafaba, which is yeah. Chickpea someone water. very clever found out that if you get the chickpea water from a tin of chickpeas and you whisk it, it goes like an egg white basically but it is like michael says it takes a lot more beating so it's a longer process and it's not as structurally strong but i think freya had done a good job i think it was more in the baking she hadn't baked it long enough because hers was quite sloppy yeah she had a bit of a sloppy pavlova but the um a sloppy pav 
Oh, a sloppy path. <laughs> but the peach melba flavors sounded delicious. That was a 10 out of 10 from me. And when they were judging it, they said the peach melba was fab. They just, she hadn't quite got the, the textures right on the dessert. And I love the idea of like the grilled, the kind of charred edges of the peaches. Um, Very nice. There was a lot of cracks. We, were, we it, saw a lot of cracks in the tent. Cracks everywhere, but there were lovely bottoms, lovely firm bottoms. Not, yeah. Overall, they were all good, really. None of them yeah. failed. This was one of the ones that made me really hungry because I love a pavlova. Like it's one of my favorite things. I can eat an entire pavlova in bed. Delicious. I was going to say the problem with the pavlova for me is I can just keep on eating it. It's very light. Mm. It's like you can't just have a piece. Oh, see, I did um, I did a poached plum pavlova, a spiced <sighs> poached plum pavlova with some blackberries oh, and a mascarpone cream. Oh, it was so good. I'm very talented. Again, I'm just so talented. And it's not here. You ate it all last night in bed. Yes. <laughs> right. Technical. This is my favorite pudding that exists in the world. Really? If, uh, yeah. On my like desert island discs but food it would be sticky toffee pudding if it's, ah. ever on a re- if it's ever on a not a recipe a menu if it's ever on a menu and there sticky toffee pudding because to me it's the one i never pick and then i would try other people's and i'm like oh it's quite nice actually but i never pick a sticky toffee it, pudding it can be made really badly but like that's the risk you take right well they had to make four individual sticky toffee puddings with twill triangles and served with a smooth creme anglaise and it had 90 minutes and a sticky toffee sauce and a sticky toffee sauce quite a lot to do in 90 minutes or if you chigs a jug of toffee jug of toffee (laughs) a jug of toffee um i could have done without the twill i think um but otherwise i thought it was a really good challenge do you know what it's really funny when because we in we always go i think but in our final we had to do these souffles that were in exactly the same ramekins and then we had these crackers that were exactly the same size crackers that lent against each other it's like kind of be a bit more original you go with a different shape maybe <laughs> it was just identical i didn't get the point of the twill to be honest no, because there's enough be ni- going on it wouldn't be nice with the, the sticky toffee pudding it's like this soft sponge and this stickiness and then the custard you don't need a crunchy it doesn't twill. take that long to bake anyway and you've got a to- toffee sauce and you've got the creme anglaise so the twill triangles felt like too much was this the first was this the first chink in the armour of the amazing challenges we've had that was just kind of like, that just wasn't necessarily One too small. many things. One too many things. I yeah. mean, the way they did their recipes was slightly different to mine. I like to put, um, obviously cardamom in mine, but I put apples in as well, like a chop up apples. Ooh, yeah. And it gives it like a kind of like a fresh bite because it can be quite claggy. So a bit of freshness to it is lovely. A lot of people put dates in, don't they? Because th- when you whiz the dates, they're really sticky anyway. I think that's rich. the normal base for a sticky toffee pudding, isn't it? I don't, it's, my mum, when we were younger, she didn't do that. It was just more like a cake. But, but they, um, as, as well with sticky toffee puddings, you can make these at home. If you soak them in in toffee sauce overnight, so cover them in toffee sauce, make sure they're completely covered, then cover that whole tray in foil and leave it overnight. They start to absorb the toffee sauce. Oh, they're so good. My mouth's watering. We're both a bit hungry this week, aren't we? This is not a good we are thing to talk about a podcast about food when we're both really hungry. Um, they had to make a wet caramel, not a dry one um, this week. I love a wet one personally. Do you, do you prefer wet or dry? I prefer dry. You prefer dry caramel? Yeah. You go and bear back. Yeah. Sure. That sounds a bit hard for me. I don't think I would want to. It's, I worry about the burning if I go in. So, uh, so a dry caramel is basically when you just put sugar into a pan and melt it. Whereas a wet caramel is when you dissolve sugar into water and then you kind of cook it and the water, the water, the water evaporates, evaporates yeah. away, leaving a caramel. The wet's I'm, safer. Yeah. I always find though when I do wet, it kind of goes, I'm more likely to get it crystallized. And I've, I know it's weird, isn't it? Like you just have a way that I've never had an issue with the dry ones. And you watch it on Bake Off and so many people, it goes wrong. Um, you can I, take, dry can go over the edge too quickly. It can go, to, it can, you can go yeah. too far with a dry one. Yeah. A wet one, safer in all aspects of life, really. Now we're going to come on to the absolute car crash. That is the delight Dame Maggie of Dorset, as you called her on <laughs> the Bake Off Guardian blog. Yes, indeed. Um, but thank first you for, of all, thank you for reading. Thank I you. do like that Lizzie 
basically just said that a creme anglaise is just a thin custard. It is a thin it's custard. It's true. It is a thin custard. Stop calling it a creme anglaise. A, no one's calling it that. A creme anglaise. A creme anglaise. No one's calling it that. Stop calling it a creme anglaise. We're British. Just call it a thin custard. But I was thinking about this the other day because they, I think they use the spoiler for next week. They make a chocolate custard in the technical. And I was like, well, what is the custard? Like, what do you mean by custard? Is that like a, a creme anglaise custard? Or are you looking for a pastry cream custard? Like, what is the custard? Don't know. Anyway, spoiler for next week. It is true. So maybe it's just a better description. Maybe better description. Um, Shall we talk about um, how Amanda, every single technical she does at the end, she's like, never making that again. (laughs) Never making that again. She's not going to have many things left to make, is she? Honestly, she's going to run out of things. Maggie did not turn over her recipe. She didn't look at both sides. Bless it. She was crossing off the ingredients. She was going through. She was even like, she double checked, triple checked. How could you not think there was going to be flour in it? Like... She is very good at, she's a good baker. She knows what she's doing. So it would have been weird for me to be stirring together those recipe ingredients going, hmm, like there's nothing, like if there's, there's no almonds. Yeah, there's she, nothing instead of the flour. And she even mentioned it. She said something like, oh yeah, it doesn't have flour. This is strange. Yeah, very strange. I mean, those producers were rubbing their hands <laughs> with glee behind the cameras. What they, they looked like something you might find in a nappy. Like I it was... loved the way when she got the <laughs> rabbit kids and she was like, okay, here we go. And like turned it <laughs> as if it wasn't just going to slop out at this little puddle of brown. Like, it was like less in there than, when, than what she put in in the first place. <laughs> like it just like, oh, it was really, it was a proper disaster. She was enjoying, because the thing about Maggie is it's quite hard to tell when she's upset because she's kind of like laughing with this kind of, she has like a frozen smile on her face. Uh, and then she starts crying and like, oh, kind of feel a bit bad yeah, for her now. No, it was a good challenge overall, I thought. The judging, um, a list of things that were said. Uh, Amanda's a funny shape. Lizzie's a little stiff. Crystal's gone raw. And Freya came out too early. She's on the turn. Crystal's gone raw. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I say it every week. If they're all raw in the middle, it's because there was a problem with the amount of time they had for the challenge. The end. Yeah. Two of them did do it though, didn't they? Two of them managed. Yeah. Um, but that's quite a lot because there's nine. Yeah. Ninth was Maggie. No surprise there. I'm even going to just give a call out for Amanda at eighth because she was also pretty bad. Um, <laughs> third was Chiggs. Second was Lizzie. And first was Jürgen. Now I have to say, Michael, Lizzie, she is doing quite well in these technicals. Lizzie's very good at a technical. Yeah. Like, she's very good at a technical. She's a very good baker, you can tell. Because you sometimes have people who are who like become first, but then might be kind of eighth or ninth. Like she's consistent. She hasn't won yet, has she? Or has she? Not yet. But no. she's consistently and at the top. And she's also um, doing it half the time because she spends the rest of the time talking to the presenters. So she's doing a <laughs> yeah. very good job. Before the ad break, uh, Maggie looked straight down the camera and said, I love making it really hard for myself. <laughs> we all did that during lockdown, didn't we? I like the way she also said that she was doing it gluten-free, just calling out Very the fact good. she's got no flour. Yeah, yeah. Bless she looks like heart. She does look like she's enjoying herself, even though it is an absolute train crash. I think she saw the writing on the wall and she was just a really lovely personality to have in the tent, when, even when things are going wrong. Like I say, I find this really, I wasn't able to do it that much in the tent. And I think it's really impressive when something's going wrong, you are under so much pressure. There's all these cameras in your face and you're still able to have a laugh with it. I think that's brilliant. So, 10 out of 10. So that was day one. Maggie obviously went home back to the hotel, had a really good night's sleep and was prepared to smash it for day two, the showstopper. Mm. Hmm, Let's see. So the showstopper, oh dear, disaster for me. I've just written celebratory jaconde imprimé dessert wrapped on collar and no time. Four and a half hours. You're pretty much there. That's pretty much what I wrote, really. Celebratory jaconde imprimé dessert in four and a half hours. Okay. Um, I didn't know that the jaconde sponge was named after the Mona Lisa. I didn't know that either. That was so. It's uh, Lisa del Gicondo, I think, is what it is. So, like, the translation is a Gicond sponge. Do you remember when it was the original Bake Offs way back when, and they used to give you like little history lessons mm. on things? I quite liked that. Yeah, was it always on the technical. It was they always gave... the technical 
yeah but yeah. like i think it would have been nice for this one i mean it was a good challenge though basically they had to have like a baked element on the base they had to have kind of mousses a two two elements of mousses or something like that in the middle and then had to be wrapped in a jacond a jacond is like it's actually not dissimilar to a swiss roll um sponge normally made with almonds it's quite a nice sponge actually quite light but it's bendy and if you pipe on the onto the baking tray before you put the batter on you can get lovely designs which is what they were meant to do for this week this was one of those ones where actually it's not that difficult for those people at home usually people don't want to try the showstoppers doing those jacon sponges aren't that difficult no and it's really nice to get the pattern it's a really good way of making a celebratory cake um, and it's quite easy. And it's much simpler than doing a bloody chocolate collar. I can't be asked with that kind of nonsense. Yeah. The flavours were all really good, I thought. Um, I did enjoy George fisting out at the bottom of his tin. Remember that? <laughs> what Was that in this week? And was Prue... that in this year? Was it Kevin that fisted his tin by mistake? Yeah. And that... Prue, was, Prue was watching. Prue, was, Prue loves that kind of stuff. Um, I hear. I don't know. Um, the flavours were good, though. I thought Amanda's flavours sounded one of my favourite ones. It was caramelised apple jelly and then a Calvados Bavois. Themed on Adam and Eve, which was a strange choice. Adam's Temptation. Adam's Temptation. Yeah. Yeah, a bit weird. I, she was full of innuendos this week. She said um, she was blocking up her holes. And then she said, my thingies leaked a little bit. <laughs> she needs to do a Kegel exercises, doesn't she? Make sure she's not leaking too much. I uh, like her at the end where she said it was inspired by a crime scene. Because <laughs> it was just leaking all the red red whatever it was <laughs> oh she was very good she was she's able to laugh in the face of disasters but her flavors are always bang on and actually when she gets it right it's always right it's always absolutely brilliant um christelle did almond and pineapple with a lime jelly coconut sable and coconut bavoir with rum all the way through sounded like she did a really good job again though flying under the radar like yeah. she did well the flavors were great the bake was great they loved it wasn't much camera time for Christelle. No, it looked really nice as well. Like she looked like the textures were really great. Mm. I didn't really like the decoration on top so much, but everything else looked perfect. And then Freya doing a tofu mousse, um, an Italian meringue buttercream with aquafaba, and then a hazelnut dequoise with aquafaba again. Quite hard. I've made a tofu mousse like that. And I was thinking when she was talking about it, she was saying it's really good because as it sets, it sets quite hard. It does set quite hard. It's not the kind of... It sets mousse. back like tofu. Yeah, it's not the mousse that you'd quite think would work for this it kind of dessert. It sets harder than tofu because it's got melted chocolate, which then solidifies. Yeah. I'd have done an avocado one, personally. Yeah, it's more because it's more like a cheesecake. It's actually even thicker than a cheesecake, isn't it, that tofu? But I mean, to be fair, I'm, I'm saying I would do an avocado one. Freya knows more than I do about this kind of stuff in terms of vegan baking. Why did her collar not work so much, her imprimé? It was because of the jaconde, I think, perhaps. The jaconde, because it's an egg, an egg white sponge, isn't it, really? So she's having to use aquafaba in the jaconde to make that work. Oh, so it's just, yeah, because hers, you kind of really did lose the pattern. Yeah, the I love the fact that work. Chiggs actually did his based on a tile pattern. His sister's, sister's bathroom. bathroom. Yeah. <laughs> Struggling for inspiration. He'd got to week, whatever this is, week four, and he was like, Christ, I've run Can out of we, things. Oh, we haven't talked about this yet. Chiggs, I've only been making a year. I'm going to call bullshit. Really? I don't... He's really, really good. But not just good. He's got, like, more breadth than a lot of the bakers here. And I know I've there's been a couple of other shows similar to Bake Off on a different theme. And I've spoken to people on there where the producers of... Their, their big thing has been, oh, they've only been doing it for a name year. And they're like... their names. No, I'm not going to name them. But they were also saying it wasn't true. Like, to a certain... Like maybe I think not, maybe Chiggs baked when he was younger with his mum and dad. And then he got really into it for the last year. Yeah, I think he probably... It's been a hobby for the last year. But he's so good. Like he he's can't very, just... very good. Because that's like because he's not just knowing some bakes, uh, some cakes and biscuits. He's kind of smashing everything. Really, and he knows that it's important that it's nice and tight. <laughs> 
He knows that. Maybe that's why he's doing he so well. He said that very clearly when he looked into my eyes when he said it. Um, he was also running around the tent uh, during this challenge and he was making, and when you run around the tent, people forget the, the floor of the tent isn't solid. It's mm. not like you're walking on like wooden floors. It is bouncy because it is built above the grass of the field which you're baking in. So it really bounces it. And if you run around, it makes the floor bounce, which means everyone else and they're trying to do intricate things start bouncing around as well. Um so- I remember from when it was our series, I remember watching myself back and thinking like what are you doing prancing around the tent? I was always prancing around on my toes. And it's because you I feel <laughs> you feel the floor going. So like you know that if you need to run to the fridge, it's not fair if you like crash around like an elephant and then yeah, people yeah. mess up. I loved the Christelle calling him out on it and he was like, Soz! <laughs> no one says Soz <laughs> in the back real of life. the tent. So Jurgen did a strawberries, mint, and black pepper, which is a lovely combination black pepper's coming out more and more and more not just on drag race uk season four but also in lots of bakes yeah i like black pepper and bakes i like it in chocolate lovely and apparently jürgen was a lovely creamy mouthful (laughs) (laughs) Uh, i also loved that when like he was like oh "Oh, you'll get the black pepper you're not not liking his creamy mouthful it was funny we were talking about his fanny sales last week (laughs) whatever that was or the week before that so there was a weird silence. Do you remember when he was, when Paul was like, oh, I'm not getting black pepper. And uh, Jürgen was like, oh, you'll get that later. And there was like a long pause and Jürgen started singing like randomly like green sleeves or something. <laughs> there was the song. It was the song from his imprimé. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. Because <laughs> he'd done that as his pattern. And then Paul's like, yeah, I did get it. It is, But that's what happens with black pepper because it does come later. Apparently so. I'm not familiar with that concept. Uh, Maggie made a a bake based on the Paris skyline. So naturally she piped strawberries into (laughs) the Jaconde around the... There was nothing Parisian. No. Unless she thinks strawberries... When she she basically tried to do her Jaconde first and it didn't bake. And it was... It's really harsh when everyone else's works like it could have if, if some other people's didn't bake it would have been better but hers was the only one and then she literally instead of just putting it to the side she took a handful of it of this like <laughs> raw cake batter and then walked over to the sink so she was having a bad day but she tried again she tried it yeah. again she was like do you know what we're gonna go for it she kept saying to Noel, i'm aiming for a high finish in the gay scene that means something else i think um depends on what you're taking um but i think for her she did it but she did a, did her best it was maybe not quite as elevated as she was hoping for she had a big oozing crack by the end yeah i think really if you're gonna do the imprimé again she should have sped up like she was just doing it really slowly and so but you want to be you want to be because she was being criticized for not being kind of finessed enough yeah so she wanted it to be perfect so i can understand why she was going slower they but, let her off as well because you were meant to have two elements Two or two extra elements, and really the coolie on top. Coolies, you just put really, things in a bowl and whiz it. Yeah, they didn't really class that. But obviously, at that point, I think everyone knew where she was going, so they were like, "Okay, yeah, we'll go with it." I mean, and then she was at the bottom of the week, and she sadly did go home. But we loved Maggie being in the tent. Like, I really liked the the comedy she brought, the the, the warmth she brought. And yeah. Like she, when she even when she knew the writing was on the wall, she was like, "Well, I'm gonna have fun." Yeah. And like, yes, somebody over here has made a two tier imprimé or whatever but i still am proud of what i've done and i think that's really nice because like yes it's great seeing people do all these incredible things like you look in the tent this year when we had sandra making that three-tiered custard cake but shabira made the one-tiered cake and that was just as good it doesn't matter what everyone else has done as long as she feels proud of herself you know maggie was an absolute joy in the tent but like compost carol from this last year although i loved every single second maggie was on tv 
I also thought, okay, this is time to go. This yeah. is, it's fine now. Like it's, it was starting to get a bit stressful and it was exactly the same with Compost Carol. Compost Carol was brilliant, but the week she went, she was like, oh, it's getting a bit stressful now. Yeah. Bow out. And Chicks won. Yes, Top of the week. He did. Chicks, well deserved, I think, from this week. Got his handshake, got all his bits and bobs. So now we've had Jürgen, Jürgen, Giuseppe, Chicks. Yes. And then we've had handshakes for Jürgen, Giuseppe and Chicks. Hmm. So mm. these guys are the top of the class. Christelle, I think Christelle's being overlooked. She should have had a handshake in week one. Also, I loved her tie-dye t-shirt this week. It was kind of a purple and brown tie-dye thing. I don't really have much to say about that. So we go to a splat. Splat. Right, we're still inundated with taste tests, and we'll get to this week's in a second, but we really, really want to hear your dating disasters, so please keep sending them in to stickytobombboys at gmail.com. Please don't make us beg, because we will. We're already on our knees. No, not like that. Behave, all of you, behave. On to the taste test. Kelsey has come out bravely and announced that pickles poison everything they touch. You know the drill. Is Kelsey bang on the money, or should she be sent to jail? Back in a bit. 
Hello, it's us interrupting us to promote us. If you'd like to support us, you can join our Patreon. It's called our OnlyFans, and you will get this. Well, okay, I'll see you never then. Well, <laughs> you don't exist then. Well, like, goodbye forever. And a bit of this. Devin and Con will argue about where to put the cream. Mm. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and a bit of that. I don't want any part of me to be needed. Hey, what about this? This sounds like quite concerning. Do the police know about this? Well, the so, statute of limitations. It's whippy. It's whippy. <laughs> yeah, we don't actually know what's being put in there. Hopefully it was all really good stuff and now you want to join us. How much does it cost, David? It costs about the same price as a cup of coffee each month. Just have one less coffee and have loads of extra content over at patreon.com forward stroke sticky bun boys. Mm. <sighs> <sighs> it's not going to surprise anybody here because I say it every week. But Kelsey, jail. Immediately jail. I yeah. love a pickle me. I'm going to speak to Kelsey behind the bar straight away. Like, Kelsey, go away. Like, we pickles are amazing. Go away. Oh, you're so forceful. Go away, Kelsey. Kelsey. Go away. <laughs> oh, stop it, Kelsey. <laughs> <laughs> we call them gherkins here, don't we? Well, yeah, but then there's all different kinds of pickles, isn't it? You, you know what? I never used to like a pickle until I went to McDonald's or as um, Lizzie would say, a fast food restaurant chain um, because they're in the burgers. Mm. Not in the burgers, on top of the burgers. But that salty, that little salty explosion in your mouth. Oh, some people love them out, don't they? <laughs> Sorry, I just realised what that sounded like, but it's fine. <laughs> I actually like all kinds of pickles though not just because i didn't when you just said that then pickles, i didn't ones, really think explosions well no because you're talking about pickles as an americans call what we call gherkins but to me a pickle like a pickle onion's a pickle and no, pickle beetroot and pick, i think anything they mean pickle. i think they mean a pickle's a pickle in that case i'm still with you because i love a gherkin so kelsey can still go away she can still go away stop it chelsea <laughs> chelsea. Stop it, chelsea she's not called chelsea she's called kelsey stop it, kelsey i love a pickle me there's a time and a place for them. Yeah. But Can we actually start having some people with the taste tests that agree with us, please? Yeah. Can you write in and agree with us? It's getting a bit much. It's getting a bit much. Right. Okay. We've got quite a lengthy one to start with. Oh, we love a lengthy one. Well, it depends, actually. It has to be the appropriate length. Um, for the task. This <laughs> For the task, indeed. This is from Felix. Not the cat food. My name is Felix and I'm a 28-year-old gay trans man from Sweden. Sweden! We're Woo-hoo! going to Scandinavia. I have a problem which is probably going to make me sound like a dick, but I really do need some advice. Ooh, lovely. Okay, so. Just like many other queer men, I occasionally use a certain well-known app to hook up with people. I feel like my profile makes it clear that I'm not looking for anything beyond just one night of fun. But the men I hook up with always want to see me again and start something romantic but I never want to see any of them again. And I find it really difficult to tell them that right away. Especially since they sometimes say, I really want to see you again, while they're literally inside me, or in the middle of a post-coital cuddle. (laughs) It's very difficult in those moments to say, I'm flattered, but no thank you. So I usually end up giving them my number or replying to their flirty messages with as little enthusiasm as I can until they take the hint and leave me alone, which always makes me feel like such a dick. But I also don't think it's okay to someone while you're naked together that you really want to see them again and pressure them into saying yes, because it'd be really awkward to say no in that moment. What do you think? I know people sometimes fall in love when they meet someone for a hookup, and that's absolutely fine. Good for them. But I'm not the kind of person who falls in love easily. Apart from the occasional celebrity crush, I'm assuming that they mean both of us i've only ever been in love twice in my whole life i'm not even that bothered about sex to be honest so i feel like it might be best to just stop hooking up completely but on the other hand surely there's nothing wrong with just wanting to hook up and not take it further right what are your thoughts on this so basically felix is like everyone loves me how do i stop that (laughs) what did you do then michael come on tell us (laughs) famously not enough are in love with me Um, i actually do agree with felix and i don't agree that 
they're a dick because I think it is a dick move to when someone says from the start, this is a one night stand, this is a hookup, to then be straight away saying, can I see you again? Can I do it? Yeah. Like that's, that, that's the dick move. That is the dick move. If if Felix is being straight up and saying, I want to have sex and that is it. This is no strings attached fun. This is all this is. And they're being upfront with that. It's a dick move on the on the part of the other person to be like, oh, but I want something more. And I feel like Felix is within their rights. Perhaps once they have withdrawn from being inside them to be like, look, a minute for the sex. If you want to meet up again and have sex, great. If you don't, then that's not for me. But I hope you find someone else. I think they're within their right to say yeah, that. Yeah, I think Felix is overthinking it. Like you say, it's because there's, there's also nothing wrong with the person saying it if they did really like them. But then you can, in the very first message, you can even call them out on it and say, you know, if you have one night stands and people are specifically saying they just want to have sex, maybe don't say yeah, it. Like, you want if to you're replying to the, to the flirty message, just reply saying like, I really enjoy hooking up with you. I'd love to do it again in that capacity, but I'm not looking for a romance. And that just cuts it off. And then if you want to have sex again, great. And if you don't, then fine. Okay, but now onto the therapist couch, because now we've got that aside. Felix, why are you hooking up with people if you don't even want to have sex with them? Is this some kind sure. of, you just want a connection? Just go for coffee. Sure. Join a pottery class. That's what I did. <laughs> Patience says, hi, boys. My name is Patience, which is what you'd say if your name was Patience. Um, and I live in the state of Minnesota, USA. And as a compliment, I'm not going to read out. While all the Bake Off cohorts seem to develop close bonds that last, the group from your season seemed especially close and affectionate. We mentioned that last week. How much time do the contestants spend together off screen? Do you eat meals together and or hang out after filming? Do the contestants arrive Friday and leave Monday? How do they travel to and from the filming location? Also, if you're still wondering, it's s'mores, not s'mores. P.S. I hear they are rebooting the great American Bake Off. If so, I would love you to dissect those episodes too. So on the American Bake Off, they are rebooting it with Paul and Prue now. Yeah, and is it a celebrity one though? They're doing a celebrity one because Joel Kim Booster's doing it, who I know, Mm. and Darcy Camden, who was from The Good Place. Maybe we will in the future. Um, We answered a bit about the contestants arriving Friday and leaving Monday. Normally that's how they do it. And you travel using whatever mode of transport there is. But the interesting question is about how much time contestants spend together off screen and when we eat meals and things like that. Yeah, people do. I mean, we're in a hotel together. It does depend. Like I know for me, for example, I am a morning person. So often Michael and the gang would, that's the cool term, Michael and the gang would stay up talking and I I would leave after dinner and go straight to bed. Or I'd go to the gym. I was often in the gym. Well, I got everyone to watch Love Island with me while it was filming. Which I did come and watch a couple of episodes with you. I remember one time there was just me, you and Henry though. That must have been quite far away. So I got Henry to watch it every time. Alice joined sometimes, Priya joined sometimes, Elena had been eliminated. (laughs) Ha ha. But you were there as well. Uh, We spent a lot of time together, like as much time as you possibly can really. Some people would drink on the evening in the bar, which I always thought was quite brave between, because you're going the next day. Dan and Jamie. Dan and Jamie and who then left in weeks one and two so (laughs) even if you like drinking it's probably not the best thing to do when you got to get up early for the show stop the next day no Um, but we spent a lot of time together right the next one is from Henry and I don't think it's from our Henry but you never know hello gents hopefully this sounds like Henry this story is not too graphic for the podcast but it remains to this day my worst grinder hookup fail doesn't sound like Henry doesn't sound like Henry I was camping on the Oregon 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 Polygon. Oregon. 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 I was camping on the coast and a very handsome man, 20 years my senior, knocked on my cabin door. Sounds like a like a Mills and Boone novel. We immediately hit it off and began having sex. Immediately. <laughs> he knocked on the door, you opened the door, and then got an all fours. <laughs> Fast forward 20 minutes. Oh, okay. okay. I am riding him. Okay, sure. Um, and he asks me to suck on his nipples. 
I was a lot more flexible back then and could do as he requested. It's not our Henry. Um, not very, famously not very <laughs> flexible. Not our Henry. Uh, he kept asking me to use more teeth and bite harder and harder. Oh. I was worried I was biting too hard, but he kept yelling harder. Eventually, my teeth broke skin and I raised my head up at once. He pulled my head towards his and began licking the now dripping blood off my lips. Turns out, he has a blood kink and enjoys tasting his own blood on other men. At this point, I projectile vomited on his lap. He pulled his, still hard, penis out of me, grabbed his clothes and ran out of the door. Turns out we did not share the same kink. I have also not sucked on one nipple since that night. All the best, Henry. Just a quick moment of silence for that one there. That was distressing on so many levels. I actually, I nearly retched in the middle of that, but I think yeah. I managed to hold it together. I, I've got quite sensitive nipples, so I don't like the idea of anyone biting it. Never mind drawing blood. Oh, I actually feel a bit sick. This should have been a Halloween one. Yeah, that should have been a Halloween Happy one. Happy Christmas, everyone. Oh, I feel. Also, the guy, if someone just vomited on me, I think I would probably like slightly clean up. Maybe it was just from the cabin next door, though. I, I just need us to, can we just put a splat in so we can all just like take a moment to sit with that for a minute? Well, hope you've all recovered. That is your lot for this week. Thank you so much for listening and I'm sorry for Henry's story. If you'd like to support us and keep the podcast running, then please do join us over on OnlyFans at patreon.com forward stroke sticky bun boys. This week, we're sharing a classic, classic Maggie mince pie recipe. Tis the season and all that. And even if you're not into Christmas, who can be a mince pie? Do get in touch with us at stickybunboys at gmail.com and we will see you next week for German Week. I know a little bit of German, actually. Guess what mine handy means? I don't think we need to know what you're doing in your private time, David. We'll just see everyone else in a week. Keep them sticky. David, I said we don't need to know what you're doing in your private time. (laughs) Bye-bye. Ready for the boring bit? Let's go. The Sticky Bun Boys are not endorsed by or affiliated with Love Productions, The Great British Bake Off, or any of its subsidiaries. All views and opinions are our own. The Great British Bake Off and all related content are registered trademarks and copyrights of their respective trademark and copyright holders. Very professional, David. In one breath. (laughs) We're all just having a bit of fun, aren't we? (laughs) If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that 
Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 